Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel, where the focus is on dividend growth investing. Whether you're a veteran dividend investor or starting out fresh, a good place to look for attractive investing ideas is the dividend aristocrat list. The aristocrats are an elite group of companies with very long histories of dividend growth policies, and they are excellent core holdings in long-term dividend portfolios. The easiest way to gain exposure to the dividend aristocrats is to purchase shares of Noble, the dividend aristocrat exchange-traded fund. Since its inception in November of 2013, the fund has rewarded long-term investors with a 10.68% annualized rate of return, all the while paying a consistently growing stream of dividend payments. Currently, there are 64 dividend aristocrats, but not all of them are attractive in terms of the dividend yield they offer, their recent dividend growth, and current valuation. There are simple ways to filter out the more attractive dividend aristocrats that may potentially offer better results in the future. I personally use just two metrics to apply three simple strategies for selecting the best dividend aristocrats each month. The metrics are dividend yield theory and the expected earnings growth in the future. Dividend yield theory is a quick valuation measure specific to dividend stocks. It compares the current dividend yield to the trailing historical dividend yield to identify if a given stock is attractively valued. Expected earnings growth is a forecast made by Wall Street analysts in an attempt to project how fast a given company's bottom line will grow over the next few years. There are many other valuation measures and growth forecasts for stocks, but I like to use these two because they are easy to find and apply to a set of stocks. It takes me just a few minutes each month to refresh these metrics and find the potentially best dividend aristocrats. The way I use these metrics to find the best dividend aristocrats is by using the following three strategies. The first is purely evaluation-based approach, where I find the potentially most undervalued aristocrats at any given moment. After I have computed the relationship between the current and trailing dividend yield, I filter the list of dividend aristocrats to the 10 most undervalued ones. The second strategy is a combination of valuation and expected growth. Here, I take the future earnings forecast and apply a margin of safety of 25% to it. To this, I add the return of fair valuation over a 5-year period of time using dividend yield theory valuation measure. And finally, I tack on the current dividend yield. Then I select the 10 aristocrats that present the highest expected rate of return for further consideration. And the final strategy is just a blend of the first two. Here I select the 10 aristocrats with the highest expected rate of return, but only from amongst the undervalued aristocrats. Usually there is at least some overlap between these three strategies, but each of them is unique. In August of 2021, I started tracking how a buy-and-hold portfolio built on these strategies would perform compared to Noble and the S&P 500. The results have been better than expected, but given that it's only been 14 months as we near the end of September, it's too early to call these strategies winners. There's no guarantee these strategies will continue to work in the long run, but they have worked well thus far. So let me talk about the performance now, and afterwards, I'll tell you which dividend aristocrats were selected by each strategy for the month of October 2022. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The performance results are as of September 27th, and I know we still have three trading dates to go this month, so the final results will likely differ from those I present here today. But thus far, September has been the worst month since I started tracking these strategies. Noble is down 8.39% this month, surpassing the prior worst monthly return of minus 6.73% in June of this year. The most undervalued strategy is also down 8.39% this month. The blended strategy is down 8.49% and the fastest expected growth strategy is down 9.75%, almost a double-digit loss here for the last strategy. So none of these strategies are seeing any alpha this month. 
However, year-to-date, two strategies remain ahead of Noble in terms of total return. Noble is down 16.78% this year, and looking to have its worst calendar year return since its inception. The best performing strategy this year is the most undervalued strategy, that is down 10.83%. The second best strategy is the blended strategy, that is down 15.27%. And the poorest performing strategy is the fastest expected growth strategy, that is down 17.72%. Growth has been one of the poorest performing strategies this year, and it's no surprise this factor is struggling amongst the dividend aristocrats as well. Since inception, all three strategies continue to generate alpha over both Noble and SPY. The most undervalued strategy is doing the best, with 8.58% of alpha over Noble, and 16.76% of alpha over SPY. The blended strategy is in second place, with 5.51% of alpha over Noble, and 13.69% of alpha over SPY. And the fastest expected growth strategy is last, with 3.18% of alpha over Noble, and 11.36% of alpha over SPY. My hypothesis is that these strategies will generate alpha over Noble in the long run. I'm not expecting them to outperform the S&P 500 index but I think they can remain competitive. The large alpha each strategy has generated early on here will definitely make it easier in the short term, but it's very difficult to beat an index return over a long period of time. These buy and hold strategies are very simple. Each month I invest an equal amount of money into the 10 chosen aristocrats for each strategy. These positions are held forever, and all dividends are reinvested right back into the issuing stock. This process is repeated every month, and thus far, I've only had to deal with one special circumstance. Back in March of this year, People's United Bank was acquired by MT Bank. As a result, I had to liquidate this position in each portfolio that held shares of the stock, and reinvest those proceeds, equally split into the 10 selections for April. If a company drops off the dividend or circuit list, I still leave the position in these portfolios. This already happened twice during the past year, as AT&T and Legadon Platt were both removed from the dividend or circuit list earlier this year. Alright, let's get to the meat and potatoes part of this episode and take a look at which dividend aristocrats were selected by each strategy for the month of October 2022. I'll start with the most undervalued strategy, and I actually made these selections a few days ago, so the prices and yields do not reflect the last few trading days. The 10 most undervalued aristocrats right now are Ecolab, Lowe's, Medtronic, 3M Company, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, Target, T. Rowe Price Group, VF Corporation, and Walgreens. These 10 aristocrats span six different sectors of the market, and offer an average starting dividend yield of 3.65%. Their valuations range from a low of 27% undervalued for Target, to a high of 52% undervalued for Stanley Black & Decker. Three of these aristocrats offer 5% plus dividend yields right now. They are 3M with a 5.29% dividend yield, VF Corporation with a 5.66% yield, and Walgreens with a 5.89% yield. Stanley Black & Decker and Tiro Price Group both offer starting dividend yields above 4%. Medtronic is the only chosen aristocrat with a 3% dividend yield. Target is pretty close to 3%, sitting at 2.92% as a few days ago. Lowe's is on the lower end of the 2% dividend yield range. And the final two selections are both sub-2% yielders. Ecolab's current dividend yield is 1.4%, and the lowest dividend yield comes from Sherwin-Williams at just 1.15%. Compared to their trailing dividend yields over the prior four years, these 10 aristocrats present the best opportunity today. In terms of total returns going forward, all 10 selections are projected to average more than 12% per year. 12% is my personal target for an average annual return over a longer period of time. Keep in mind this expected rate of return is just an assumption, and it's more used as a rough guide rather than a precise representation of what the actual return will be. 3M has the lowest expected rate of return, just shy of 14% per year, with a significant portion of this return coming from the dividend yield and current potential undervaluation. Walgreens and Stanley Black & Decker also have low earnings forecasts, and their future returns are expected to be driven by dividends and a return to fair valuation. 
The remaining six selections all have good double-digit earnings forecasts and are all expected to hit higher total returns over the next five years. But the strategy is not focused on future returns. Its primary focus is on current valuation and picking up dividend cuts at historically attractive dividend yields. Let's move on to strategy number two, the fastest expected growth strategy. The selected aristocrats by this strategy for the month of October are Albermalley, Granger, Medtronic, Nucor, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, Target, Tiro Price Group, VF Corporation, and West Pharma. So as you can see, there is some overlap between this strategy and the most undervalued strategy, as it has five duplicate selections. Opposed to the most undervalued strategy, the fastest expected growth strategy focuses primarily on expected future return. And the expected returns for these 10 aristocrats range from a low of 19.04 for West Pharma to a high of 40.34% for Albemarle. Again, as I already mentioned, these are just estimates. But the theory is that aristocrats with higher expected rates of return will perform better than all of the aristocrats. Since this strategy has a growth focus, it'll likely continue to struggle for as long as the bear market persists. But the premise of a buy and hold investing approach is on long-term returns. We dollar cost average into quality companies at attractive price points and wait patiently for the long-term returns to come to us. I personally prefer this investing method opposed to trying to chase returns in the market. Okay, in terms of the expected rates of return, three selections for October have sub-20% targets. They are Granger, Stanley Black & Decker, and West Pharma. Stanley Black & Decker is the only aristocrat on this list that has a very low earnings forecast of 2.3% for the next 3-5 years. All of the other chosen aristocrats have strong double-digit earnings forecasts. Medtronic, Nucor, Target, and Tiro Price Group each have a return target above 20%. Cisco and VF Corporation have expected rates of return above 30%. And Albermalley, due to a very high earnings forecast, has the best expected rate of return above 40%. Only 6 of these 10 selections appear to be potentially undervalued based on dividend yield theory. Cisco looks about 10% undervalued. Target is about 27% undervalued. Tiro Price Group is about 30% undervalued. Medtronic is about 35% undervalued. VF Corporation is about 51% undervalued. And Stanley Black & Decker is about 52% undervalued. West Pharma looks approximately 8% overvalued right now, but it still looks attractive based on its projected long-term return. Granger looks about 17% overvalued. Nucor looks about 31% overvalued. And Albemarle looks about 130% overvalued. Collectively, these aristocrats have an average dividend yield of 2.74%, which is much lower compared to the most undervalued selections. West Pharma and Albemarle are driving this average yield down, as both are sub-1% yielding stocks. And here we see the major difference between the first strategy and this strategy. By targeting a different metric as a selection point, we get pretty different results in terms of dividend yield. I know some investors place more focus on dividend yields, and they may gravitate towards the most undervalued selections. While other investors, especially the younger ones, will be more interested in total returns, and naturally favor the more growth-oriented selections. In an attempt to bridge the gap between these two strategies, I came up with a third strategy, labeled the blended strategy. The strategy will give up a little of the total return in exchange for a better valuation and starting dividend yield. So let's take a look at the blended selections for the month of October. They are Cincinnati Financial, Ecolab, Medtronic, Realty Income, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, Target, T. Rowe Price Group, and VF Corporation. So the only two unique aristocrats in this strategy are Cincinnati Financial and Realty Income. But all 10 of these aristocrats are potentially undervalued right now and have attractive expected rates of return. Collectively, they have an average starting dividend yield of 3.37%, that is about 30 basis points below the most undervalued strategy, but 60 basis points better than the fastest expected growth strategy. The potential undervaluations range from a low of 10% from Cisco to a high of 52% for Stanley Black & Decker, 
and the expected rates of return range from a low of 17.1% for Ecolab to a high of 35.95% for VF Corporation. Now you may have noticed that the expected rate of return for VF Corporation differs in the fastest expected growth strategy and the blended strategy by 0.03%. This is due to the information coming from my live dividend Aristocrat spreadsheet that automatically updates throughout the day. The change occurred in the few minutes it took me to filter the file and snap the screenshot. I share this file with my Patreon community so that they can see the live data for each aristocrat at their convenience. I like these strategies because they are easy to understand and follow, and thus far they have worked well. In theory they should continue to work in the future when measured over long periods of time. The risk we take as investors is that there is no guarantee the strategy we choose to follow will meet our expectations or generate alpha over another strategy. I believe you should invest in a way that makes sense to you, be it dividend investing or growth investing or any other strategy. Our strategies will also change over time, as our goals evolve and shift based on the events in our lives. I am currently in the growth camp. With a long time horizon ahead of me, I do not favor high dividend yields at the moment. Instead, I want to see my money grow as quickly as possible. The reason I prefer investing in dividend growth stocks, opposed to growth stocks that do not pay a dividend, is that I feel very comfortable with the passive long-term approach structured around dividend investing. I also think that dividends play a significant role on total returns. When I start getting closer to my retirement, I will probably place more focus on the income my portfolio generates. Ideally, I'll have a large enough portfolio where I don't need to increase my dividend yield to meet my income obligations. But this future retirement is still too far away for me to definitively say that I won't seek higher yields in the future. Which dividend aristocrat strategy did you like the most? Let me know in the comments below.